Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Today is the Yard Site, 25th Yard Site of Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. We will be including uh, plenty of his selections during our broadcast this morning here at JM in the AM. Also, a big thank you to everybody who tuned into our Pittsburgh broadcast, another landmark Jewish Unity Initiative, JM in the AM, Nahum Siegel Network visit. Uh, this time to the city of Pittsburgh, where we had a very, very inspiring morning yesterday, and I thank everybody for listening, and I thank everybody for their wonderful comments about yesterday's show. Welcome to a Thursday. It's JM in the AM. <laughs> Shuvu veshuvu el Hashem Kehu imochem imochem nevorim Shuvu veshuvu el Hashem Kehu imochem imochem nevorim Shuvu veshuvu el Hashem
JM in the AM. Today is the 25th yard side of Reb Shlomo Kalbach. So plenty of his uh, selections. Uh, plenty of his selections are uh, going to be included in today's show here at JM in the AM. It's Thursday on this November the 14th, day 16 in the month of Marcheshvan. I want to thank those of you who were tuned in yesterday. A lot of amazing reaction to our uh, broadcast from Pittsburgh one year later. And uh, I want to thank everybody, everybody who tuned in, everybody who uh, commented on the app and really gave us tremendous encouragement there yesterday. It takes about, this is what we calculated, aside from all the prep, you know, weeks in advance, it takes about 36 hours, uh, a dedicated 36 hours to put together a three-hour live radio broadcast from Pittsburgh, including all the travel time, etc. And it was well worth it. It was well worth it. Got back late last night and um, and felt we had really uh, made an impact for many people in this audience and many people in the uh, Jewish community of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, again, I thank all of you who were um, so encouraging. And uh, here we are on a Thursday at JM and AM. As I said, today is the Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach's yard site, so a whole bunch of his selections will be included in today's show. Plus, we have a lot of other stuff coming up. Rifka Siegel is out with a brand new book. It's called Living Tehillim, Finding Yourself in the Songs of Tehillim. Danny Human of Meridian Capital and David Mandel, the CEO of OHEL, are going to be in the studio. Uh, tremendous partnership between OHEL and Meridian. We'll talk about that coming up in the 8 o'clock hour and plenty more on this Thursday if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. This is, a, what, this is one of those selections that on, on Kalbach Tribute Day we generally did not play. But for some reason this year, I think I'm going to include it. Uh, one of the great stories of Reb Shlomo Kalbach. Schwarze Wolf here at JM in the AM. So my sweetest friends, everyone in the world heard of the Kozhnitsa Magi, the holy, the exalted, the deep, the tremendous. May his memory be a blessing for all of Israel. One day, one day, the rabbi of a city, maybe Chanstokov came to him, and he said, Holy Rabbi, I'm married for 18 years. God has not blessed us yet with children. Please, Holy Rabbi, Holy Master, pray for us. Bless us with children. The Kojus Samagi closed his holy eyes. And said to him, my dear friend, I'm sorry. All the gates of heaven are closed. 
Kodesh Samaghi said to him, my dear rabbi, do you know by any chance in your city there is a Yiddale by the name Schwarzewald? Schwarzewald, the most obnoxious Jew in the whole city, disgusting, vulgar, nobody wants to talk to him. When he walks into shul, everybody moves away. Yes, it's him. He is the head of the 36 Siddiquim. In his hands, the seven and up. If you can get invited by him for one Shabbat, and he can bless you, he is the only one, he is the only one. For whom all the gates of heaven are open. You know, friends, what it means to go to Lamedov Tzaddik, the Holy of Holies, the deepest of the deep. So the Rabbi of Chensrov came home, he prepared himself, he recited the Psalms, and Mamaj repented, and he promised God everything in the world. The Schwarze Wolf lives in the forest, he's a woodchopper. So he thought the only way of being really making sure I'm invited for Shabbos, I knock on his door two minutes before Shabbos, I'll tell him I got lost in the forest and he has to invite me. Two minutes before Shabbos, the Yidel of this rabbi knocks on the door of the Schwarze Wolf. And here, my dear friends, I want you to concentrate in the deepest way. You know, the Lamed of Tzaddikim are so holy and so real. They are absolutely your mirror. If you look at them and they look obnoxious, because you're obnoxious. If you look at them and you think they're ugly, Gewalt, you're ugly. If you look at them and you see how holy they are, because you are so holy. So, the rabbi of Chancellor knocks on the door of the Schwarze Wolf and the most ugly woman in the world, obnoxious really, with the most vulgar language, the most disgusting curses, opens the door and curses him out before she even talks to him. And he says, please invite me for Shabbos. I'm lost in the forest. I can't make it back to the city anymore. And let me not tell you what she said. He says, please, please, please. And she tries to slam the door in his face. He's very fast. He puts his foot in the door. He has a look in the house. And those children, really, he has never seen such obnoxious looking children. And usually children look beautiful, but they're terrible. But you know what? He knows it's him. Gewalt is he far away. 
Gewalt, Gewalt is so far away. She says to him, listen, my dear friend, if my husband comes home and he finds you here, you'll never see daylight again. He will kill you with his own hands. The only thing I can suggest to you, if you want to stay in the stable, we have a horse there, just do your thing and don't dare opening the door to our house. For all cases, he had two candles with him and a little challah and fish. And you know, sweetest friends, obviously the Lamed of Tzaddikim don't go to shul. I hate to say bad things, but some of the shuls I really know. I can understand why the Lamed of Tzaddikim don't daven there. But the Lamed of Tzaddikim have their own minion. Late, late at night, the Schwarze Wolf came home and he could hear the heavy steps. He could hear him talking to his wife. The door opens, and if the Schwarze Wolf ever looked gruesome, it was that night. It was frightening. He walks up to him and he says to him, listen, my dear brother, if you dare opening the door to my house, I'm killing you with my own hands. And one second after Shabbos, I want you to disappear from my stable. Slams the door. To make it very short, sweetest friends, open your hearts again. He couldn't sleep Friday night. Can you imagine Schwarzenbuch is next door? All he needs is one blessing. And he can't go in. Shabbos morning early, he heard the Schwarzenbuch going back to Darwin in the forest. Late afternoon, he came back. He's trying to do tshuva, he's thinking, Rabbi I promise you, but there comes a point he doesn't have anything to say to God anymore. And it's getting later and later. Suddenly he looks out of the window of the stable. There are three stars on the sky. Shabbos is over. And he knows my life is over. It looks to me, God forbid, I'll never have children. But suddenly, remember. Somewhere, somewhere, so close and so far, can do anything. He fell to the ground. And for the first time in his life, he murmured, pray to God, please, let me have children. At that moment, at that moment he felt the softest hand on your head on his head he looked up it was a schwarze shining like the high priest on young kipper and he said to him my dearest sweetest friend 
Come in and join me for Shalashudas For the third me And whatever the rabbi of Chanstochov thought the holy Besa Mikdash would look like, believe me, the house of the Schwarze Wolf was even more holy. And the wife of the Schwarze Wolf who looked so ugly yesterday, she was so exquisitely beautiful. And the children goes without saying, they were all little high priests. And the Schwarze Wolf says, I know what you came for. And I bless you to have a son. I have only one request. Please call him Schwarze Wolf after me. And you know, his first reaction was, but you're alive, how can I call my son after you when you're alive? But the awe was, was no time to ask. After Havdola, he left, went home to his wife, and he told her, I got the blessing from the Schwarze Wolf. The next morning, he goes to shul. After the davening is over, he sees there's a commotion in the synagogue, the shamas, walks around, everyone asking everyone for favors, and nobody wants to do it. He calls the shaman and says, what's going on here? He says, oh, somebody died, and just nobody wants to go to the funeral. Well, he says, who died? The Schwarze Wolf. The Holy of Holies. The deepest of the deep. The most precious of all precious. The shaman says nobody wants to go to the funeral. Gewalt. He ran up to the beam and he yelled from the deepest depths of his being, Yidin. Do you know who he was? Do you know that he was the head of the Lamed of Tzaddikim? That he was Mamish, the holiest person of our generation? We never said Kachabas to him? We never gave him an Aliyah? We laughed at him? Listen to me, friends. This was 180 years ago. A long time after. Many tears after. A lot of Jewish blood after. 1944. The Holy Rebbe of Bells came to this holy land and the first Shabbos in Tel Aviv everybody knows and bells people put bottles of wine and be on the table everybody gets a glass of wine you walk up to the rabbi tell him your name and your father's name or your mother's name and the rabbi blesses you there was an old Yidale very old Yidale and two people were holding him he made his way to the Belzer Rebbe. And the Belzer Rebbe says to him, My precious brother, 
What is your name? And he says, My name is Schwarze Wolf, Ben Chana. The Belt Rebbe says to him, Are you the grandson of the first Schwarze Wolf who was called after the Lamed Wolf Tzadik? And he says, Rebbe, you know the story? And the Belt Rebbe says, Yes, Heiliger Schwarze Wolf. I know the story, but nobody ever will remember unless you do me a favor. And he said to the Eden, please lift up this old Yidale, he was maybe 100 years old, lift him up and sit him on the table, let him tell all the Eden who are here, so in order that the story should be remembered. You know, my most darling friends, I had the privilege of hearing the story from a person who was the first Friday night in Bells. This is not the end yet. Five years ago, five years ago, I had the privilege of giving a concert in Oral Shem in Tel Aviv. And out of nowhere, I remembered the story of the Schwarze Wolf, and I told the story to the people. Suddenly in the last row, in the last row, somebody begins to wave his hand. And he says to the people, I want you to know, I want you to know. There's a little boy in my class in B'nai Brak. His name is Schwarze Wolf. And he is named after his Elter, Elter Zede, the Schwarze Wolf, who told the story to the Belzerebbe. Good Shabbos, good Yom Tev, good Yom Tev, good Shabbos. I'm begging you, please promise me, keep on telling the story. Keep on remembering the Schwarze Wolf. You know, sweetest friends in Yerushalayim, do you know how many Schwarze Wolves are walking around on the street? And I always know inside of me, when you walk in Yerushalayim and see some real obnoxious people, you never know. Never know.
Do you know what the holiness of us hidden is? That we can get up from the floor and expect Mishir to come the next day. The holiness of us hidden is that last Sunday was Tishabat and this shower is ready for the highest. You know people when they're ill it takes them so long till they get back on their feet. But hein am kolobiyokum to We can lie down on the floor, we can be in the lowest, lowest, lowest. Next minute, what do you think from Auschwitz? They walk straight out the car. Straight out the car, they are kind of to the holy wall. When I bless you, all of us, Whenever any of us is a little bit down, don't wait 10 years till you're back on your feet, the next second. The holiness of us hedonists, the very second, it's over. And I want to just bless you something very special and bless me back. Sometimes we see our children doing something wrong. And then we think we have to let loose. We make one mistake. Maybe at that very instant when they did wrong, they were a little bit low. But maybe they did it 10 minutes ago. And do you know where your child can reach in 10 minutes? Do you know where a Jew can reach in 10 minutes? So what are you quetching now about something which happened 10 minutes ago? Instead of telling your child, Gewalt, Right now you have a chance to reach the highs because you're coming a little bit from a low place. We push them right back. And we don't even give them a chance. I want to bless you and me that we should never forget Chamesh Osobah was right after Tishabah. We should never forget Mashiach is born right on Tishabah while we are rolling in ashes. And I want to bless all of Israel, all of Israel. Don't ever forget all of Israel. Do we need more proof? You know, if someone would have told a Roman soldier 2,000 years ago, listen brother, I'm going back to Israel, he'd whip you over your face and say, you're crazy. But who remembered that Roman soldier? He came back, Mamash. Unbelievable. And I know there are some people here, some of us have to go back to New York or to England anywhere. I want to bless you with something very special. I always tell it to my friends. Do you know the way you walk back from the holy wall? You don't turn around and walk away. When you meet the Tsar of Russia, you don't turn around and walk away. You walk backward. I bless you to walk away backward. Keep your eyes on the holy wall. Keep your eyes on your shrine, Malkaidish. And I want to bless you whenever your children grow up and they walk out of your house and they build their own house. Sadly enough, a lot of children turn around 
and they don't build a Jewish house anymore. I want to bless you, your children, to walk away backward. I want to bless you and me and all of us. Our children should build homes. We should be connected to your shrine, to the holy wall, to the Bethlehemitish. And we should see each other again with great joy. And thank you so much. Good job, Thank you.
J.M. and the A.M. Well, it happens every year where we debate if we should do only Kalbach music on the 16th of Maracheshvan. And then we decide, you know what, it's already 25 years or whatever it was. It's already 20 years, already 22 years, it's already 25 years. Part of the audience at this point, um, you know, would prefer if we don't do the entire show, Kalbach. And then it always ends up like this. It always ends up. That we that we dominate the show, if not play uh, all the selections um, by Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. Anyway, Thursday morning in what has turned out to be a Kalbach tribute here at JM in the AM. November the 14th, the 16th of Mar Cheshvan. Good morning, everybody. Our friends from Art School remind you that uh, Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is now available. 15% off and free shipping if you use the promo code RADIO. Rav Chaim Kanievsky and Chumash Bracious is now available. Go to artscroll.com, 15% off and free shipping if you use the promo code RADIO. Uh, information again, go to artscroll.com. I remind you that you could uh, sponsor part or all of a JMN broadcast. I don't want to thank those who sponsored yesterday from Pittsburgh. It was uh, really a, a, a just an incredible show, Pittsburgh, one year later. Uh, go to uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Click on Sponsorship Opportunities, and I thank you for that very, very much, fjbunity.org. Please, Davin, for Menachem Mendel Shlomo Ben Chaya Rachel, badly injured in a car accident. He was actually named for the Lubavitcher Rebbe and Rav Shlomo Kalbach. Menachem Mendel Shlomo Ben Chaya Rachel. Also keep in mind, Rivka Naomi Bashula Mishana having surgery this morning. Rifka Naomi Bas Shulam Ischana having surgery this morning. Please keep the cholim in mind, and we certainly thank you for that. 
Uh, we'll do our news from Israel at the top of the hour and, of course, continue with more on this Thursday here at JM in the AM. Uh, this Shabbos is the yard site of uh, those who perished, those who were murdered in the attack last year in Pittsburgh. Yashikach to all the shuls that are doing uh, something special, whatever it might be, uh, a shir, a kiddish, part of tefillah dedicated to them this coming Shabbos, Kolakavod. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Galay Tzal in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. And to continue with more here at JM in the AM. Today is Thursday, which means at 9 a.m. Unlocking Greatness with the Charlie Harari is on. Spin class follows with Michael Fragan. Jew in the City speaks today. Allison is joined by Project Macomb member and representative Nahama Schweitzer. That's Life will feature Ina Coppell, owner of the Woodmere Fitness Club. She'll speak to Miriam L. Wallach and discuss the club's Women of Valor event. We'll live lunch between 11 and 1, and I hope you'll be with us live here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday next. Boker Toe from Jam Dam. גליצל מירושלים השעה השתיים, שלום רב, כאן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. המתיחות בדרום, חמש רקטות שוגרו לפני הצהריים לעבר עוטף עזה. בצהל נערכים לאפשרות שהירי יתחדש, אך בכל זאת ההנחיות לעורף נותרו על כנן. מדווח כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. בשעות האחרונות השקט בדרום נשמר, ולמרות זאת בצהל אומרים כי הם נערכים לחידוש ירי הרקטות חרף הפסקת האש. ההנחיות לעורף לפיהן יש לחזור לשגרה מלאה נשמרות. ביממה האחרונה נורו כ-450 רקטות מהרצועה. בישראל נרשמו שלושה נפגעים קל מרסיסים. לעומת זאת בעזה חוסלו כ-25 מחבלים. בפעילות כירורגית מדויקת של צה"ל. וכתבנו רמי שני מעדכן שחלקי רקטה התגלו בחצר גן ילדים בנתיבות, אין נפגעי גוף או נזקים. חבלני משטרה בודדו את השרידים והרחיקו אותם, כאמור, בלא פגע. השר אופיר אקוניס מהליכוד קרא אצל אפי בן אברהם וגל גבאי בגלי צה"ל. יש להגיב על הירי לעבר שטח ישראל. האם היה ירי שבוצע על ידי הג'יהאד האיסלאמי, צריך להגיב על זה גם אם הפסקת האש נכנסה לתוקפה, משום שלא יבחנו אותנו. אנחנו עכשיו במבחן, הם מנסים לבחון אותנו, צריך להחטיף להם בחזרה. אנחנו הסכמנו למה שהסכמנו בתיווך המצרים, זה לא אומר שאפשר, אתה יודע, להשאיר את הזירה פתוחה לשיגעונות שלהם. שלושה תושבי הצפון בשנות ה-20 לחייהם מואשמים באונס קבוצתי של צעירה, מדווח כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנדל. השלושה בני 29 ו-27 מהצפון מואשמים באונס בנסיבות מחמירות ואונס קבוצתי שביצעו בצעירה. על פי הנוסח שהותר לפרסם, הם בילו בפאב מקומי בצפון ולאחר שהבחינו בה שהייתה שיכורה, עקבו אחריה, ערבו לה ואחר כך ביצעו בה את זממם תוך שמנצלים את היותה בגילופין. פרקליטיו של אחד מהנאשמים, משה ורינת גלעד מסרו, כי הוא מכחיש לחלוטין את האישומים נגדו. זינוק במכירת דירות חדשות בחודשי הקיץ, כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי ענבי. בחודשים יולי עד ספטמבר מכרו הקבלנים כ-9,550 דירות, כך עולה מנתוני דיווח העסקאות לרשות המיסים שמפרסמת הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה. זו עלייה של 16.5% לעומת התקופה הקודמת. היישובים המובילים במספר העסקאות הם חריש, ירושלים, רמת גן ותל אביב. מזג האוויר לסיום, ייתכן גשם מקומי בעיקר במזרח הארץ, חשש קל משיטפונות. בבקעת הירדן, במדבר יהודה ובים המלח.
מחר ירידה ניכרת בטמפרטורות, גשם מקומי מצפון הארץ ועד לצפון הנגב, מלווה בסופות רעמים. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. For me and for you, it's still Yom Kippur, it's still Yom Kippur, till there be peace in the world, till there be peace in the world, peace in Yerushalayim, it's still Yom Kippur. You know, friends, sometimes it makes me sad, but sometimes it makes me happy. Israel has no friends in the world, the Holy Land. But you know what we have is We have one friend in heaven
Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Shlomo Kalbach.
JM and the AM. <clears throat> there you go. Lule Tarasla is just one of the um, Kalbach selections that we're doing for you here on this uh, Thursday morning. It is the 25th yard side of Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. As listener Chaya pointed out, and you heard Adir Hu and Barchenu and Rav Ravin and Yisrael B'tach B'Hashem. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry about that. As listener Chaya pointed out, thank you for the Kalbach tribute. The young generation does not know that many songs they sing are from Rip Shlomo. That's uh, an understatement. 100% true. Feel free to comment on our app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Thursday morning with 32 degrees, mostly cloudy and a high of 48. A big thank you to everybody who's commenting about our program yesterday from Pittsburgh. We were there one year later, and uh, it was quite an effective and inspiring show with a lot of very important messages, to say the least. And I thank all of you for tuning in and being part of it. By the way, I I, I meant to mention yesterday, Charlie Harari is going to be in Pittsburgh this coming Monday at the same JCC where we were. Partners in Torah opening event, Unlocking Greatness, this coming Monday night, 730 at the JCC of Greater Pittsburgh. It's free of charge. Charlie Harari is going to be there and... Um, uh, those of you who are now either veteran or new listeners in Pittsburgh, head on over and enjoy. That's happening uh, tomorrow. Uh, that's happening Monday night at the JCC, the beloved JCC that has on its uh, front the sign that says that JCC is for everyone. And I just, I was taken by that, as I said yesterday, when I walked into the building, I was taken by it, and we spoke about it a lot during the show as well. Thursday morning, JM in the AM, a drop early for my Goldwasser. My Goldwasser's words yesterday were just unbelievable. His words about Pittsburgh, just unbelievable. Added so much, enhanced our show so much yesterday, and I thank him. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. We learn concerning Akedis Yitzchak, the sacrificing of Isaac. After these things, Avram was given a trial, a challenge by Hashem. We learn that on the way to Akedas Yitzchok, to the sacrificing of Yitzchok, the Satan, the adversary of man, comes and puts up a mountain, a mountain placed in front of Avram Avinu, that he would have to try to surmount that challenge, to climb the mountain and continue on. After he does this, then the Satan puts a sea, a waterway, that Avram Avinu is going to have to try to meet that challenge and cross the waterway. It was difficult. Avram Avinu managed to do that. The Satan continued to try and stop Avram Avinu from accomplishing his life's goal of Akedas Yitzchok. The question is, why? Avram Avinu was a great man of faith. He had passed all the other tests. He was certainly the one who was driven to show his loyalty, to show his dedication to Hashem. What we learn from this is even Avram Avinu, even the greatness that he had, did not stop the Satan, the adversary, the Yetzahara, the evil inclination, from trying to stop him. You and I, every day in our life, we pray in the morning, lowly Deni Soyon, Hashem, please don't bring us to a challenge. Please 
do not bring us to a test that we cannot pass. In our life, especially in our days, there are tests every day. There are nisyonas, whether a person is young or whether a person is old. When we pray in the morning, lowly denisoyon, we should have all the tests, all the challenges of modern day man in mind. And Bez Hashem, just like Avram Avinu was able to pass every test, just like Avram Avinu was able to meet every challenge, so too you and I should be successful in our life and every day climb closer and closer to Hashem. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Great leaders, we had Sadiqim, we had great prophets. The former Sheikh is coming. All of us are little prophets. You know what happened? The six million brought prophecy into the world. Because when they walked to the guest chambers, they saw what nobody saw I want you to know, friends, I was privileged to see soldiers late at night with a gun in their hand looking up to the sky. I can swear to you they saw what nobody saw before. And they felt what nobody will ever feel again. I've been privileged to hold hands of wounded soldiers. They're waiting for Mashiach to bring them their eyes, their feet, their souls, their hearts. They feel what nobody felt before. But you know, my friends, what keeps us going? One little prophecy, one little prophecy. Oh, Yishama, Biare.
Shalom, shalom. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Shlomo Kalbach live in concert. 25th yard site today from Shlomo, and we are, uh, of course, spending a lot of our musical time with his selections here at JM and the AM 25 years later. Unbelievable. 32 degrees, mostly cloudy, high temperature of 48. Um, great programming all day long. Charlie Harari coming up at 9 o'clock with Unlocking Greatness. Michael Fragan in spin class at 9.30. Allison Joseph speaks with uh, Project Macomb representative Nahama Schweitzer at 10 o'clock on Jew in the City Speaks. That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach has Ina Coppell as Miriam's guest. She's owner of Woodmere Fitness Club discussing the club's Women of Valor event and then we'll live lunch between 11 and 1 here at JM in the AM. Uh, well, my wonderful sister-in-law, uh, Rivka Siegel, who I call Rabbanit Rivka Segal, uh, is out with a brand new book, Living to Hillen, chapters 1 through 30, Finding Yourself in the Songs of Tehillim. Rivka Siegel has um, been giving shiurim for many years in Yerushalayim, and for the last 10 years has been focusing on the Book of Tehillim, the Book of Psalms. Now she's written the first installment in the Living Tehillim series, which covers the first 30 chapters of Tehillim. It's published by Mosaica Press. And uh, information about the book, you can go to livingtehillim.com, livingtehillim.com. She's also coming to the U.S. this coming January on a speaking tour. Uh, anybody interested in bringing her to a uh, town near you? Uh, you can go to, uh, actually, you can email J, that's letter J, jliteracy12 at gmail.com, jliteracy12 at gmail.com. Rifka Siegel, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hello, good morning. Mazal tov on the book. It must be an amazing feeling after spending, I'm sure, so much time uh, researching, giving shirim, and writing this to finally see it uh, out there in the public. Thank you. It's, it's like having a baby, <laughs> except it took a lot longer than nine months. Baruch Hashem. It's the same nachas also that we're getting. People, all, it's done. People, all, people often make that comparison, but you're right. I never considered that it's an even much longer process. Uh, Why did you write the book? Why did you write about the first 30 chapters of Tehillim in Living Tehillim? Well, I've after teaching for many years Tehillim, um, it was the whole class, the classes and women were coming and saying, we need this in writing, we want to see this again, we need to share it with more people. And uh, one of my students, Lisa Aiken, Dr. Lisa Aiken, came over to me one day as I was pondering the idea for a long time about writing, and I really was not comfortable writing. She came over to me just out of the blue and said, Risky, when are you writing your book? <laughs> and uh, she's quite a prolific writer and a, a very good one. And I said, Lisa, I, I just I can't write a book. She says, Risky, I'm writing your book. And um, so she worked with me, and she, she's been in my classes for over six or seven years. And um, she transcribed them and organized them in such a beautiful way so that I could really edit it and bring it to, to print for everybody to see. So I do want to say thank you to Dr. Aiken, who did a magnificent job writing up our classes. And our students are talking about the fact that they feel like they're in the class when they read the book, which I think is a, is a big compliment to Lisa and a big Hakar Satov that I have to her. Wow, very nice. Uh, Rifka Siegel is with us live via telephone. The book is called 
living Tehillim. Can you describe or explain the Jewish people's fascination with Tehillim? I said something earlier to somebody that it's amazing how people who would never, I think this is accurate, there are people who would never spend much time with any Sefer of Tanakh. Uh, those same people often are never seen without a Tehillim, and those people often are spending hours each day reciting Tehillim. Why is that? People gravitate to Tehillim. There's something about it. It's, it's, um, there's something about it that's so connecting to God, and the truth is our life is about connecting to God, as we say uh, um, when we take out the Torah, and you who cling to God, that's what life is about. Our, our whole life is about getting closer and closer to God. And really that's what Tehillim does for us. It helps us use any circumstance, any experience that we have, whether it's extremely positive and joyful and triumphant or whether it's something that we were mourning and it's a tragic or sad or a loss that we're going through. And it enables us to take that opportunity or to use that experience as an opportunity to get closer and closer to God. And that's deep down what all of us want. And those words are there. They started off with Adam, Adam. He was the first one to say to Hillam, the Medrash tells us. And it was just as he was being chased out of Gan Eden. And what enabled him to get closer to God when he was disconnecting from God was the Tehillim that, that he said, and, and the Medrash says he said Tehillim 92, Ms. Marshir Lioma Shabbat. Mm. Um, and then further on, as it went from Avram and Moshe, and then obviously David HaMelech, King David, it was as every, as, as David went through every single situation in his life, many of which were very, very challenging, he was able to use that situation to connect to God, and, and that's really what we want. And sometimes we understand it consciously that the words bring us closer to God, and sometimes it's just a subconscious thing in our mind, and it comes from a burning desire that we all have to just connect more and more closely. You know, one of the, um, one of the prime examples, and there are many, and, and you've cited some of them, but one of the prime examples when people go ahead and open up at Tehillim immediately is when someone's ill. They feel that, uh, or if there's, you know, like we, we saw this week in Israel where you are, where there are people in tremendous, you know, immediate danger, and people around the world will open it to Hillam and or or might recite, you know, communally will will recite to Hillam uh, together in order to, you know, hopefully plead to God to remedy the situation. And I'm wondering what that relationship is between the desire to get close to God and to Hillam, as you just described, you know, is an easier path to do that and asking him for, uh, you know, to consider those who are in danger, those who are ill, etc. I guess when, 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 when you're praying for somebody who's in a difficult situation, I guess what you're looking for is the easiest avenue to reach the one above, the easiest avenue to reach the one who ultimately makes all those decisions. I just want to make a, a caveat before before I answer your question, that we think of Tehillim as something that we go to in times of distress. Right. If you think about it, it's the same thing that people say, oh, women, women say so much to Tehillim. And I always begin the classes and say, men say so much to Tehillim, because if you look at Psuke de Zimra, right. those beautiful, exciting, exhilarating songs that you say in the beginning of the morning prayers, and Shacharis, it's, it's full of Tehillim. It's just about all Tehillim. And uh, so we say Tehillim so much every single day. 
so that when we get to the times of distress, that's part two of saying to Hillam, but certainly we say on a regular basis to Hillam of joy and appreciation and thanks, and it's very much incorporated into our into our prayers in the morning and, and all through the day. Yeah. But in terms of turning to Tehillim in times of distress, it, it, it's a state of people often feel helplessness. What can I do? Right. And so when you feel helplessness, the, you, know, you, you, you have to turn to the one who can ultimately help, and that's HaKadosh Baruch Hashem. So what happens is when we say the words of Tehillim, what it does in one way, and I'm not going to go into this because I certainly don't understand it, there is a power to the words themselves, the Hebrew words themselves, the letters of the words, when they come together, they become like formulas to, to, to create some type of koach, some type of strength to give, to give God the, not to give God the ability, but that God uses to change the situation. But what I discuss when we, when we learn Tehillim together, what Tehillim does for somebody when you uh, use the words of the songs to transform oneself or to transform yourself, which they do. The idea is, is to change you, to, to, to connect you to God in a way that you then think differently through the day and your decisions are different because you feel that you're leaning on God. Hashem Suri, Hashem is my rock. Hashem supports me. Hashem is holding on to me. Hashem is listening to me. Hashem wants me to be better. Hashem is protecting me, depending on whatever verse you're saying. And you feel that sense of protection. Your decisions are different. Your thoughts are different. The way you interact with others is different. And as a result of that, you transform yourself and you become a better person. And God looks at the fruit and the merit of you becoming a better person and making better choices and having a better life, that's hope, then that merit is then able to, to change the situation. That's what God uses to, as, a, as a power, so to speak, to, to, to bring a better, uh, to bring children to people who are childless, to bring health to people who are sick, to bring success in a time of war. Excellent analysis. And, and, and to highlight just one of the pieces that you just mentioned, um, therefore, I think it's it, one of the most effective, one of the reasons Tehillim is so effective is because when you do use it in the manner you just described, you're essentially saying to God, you know, I'm in control of nothing. You are, you, you are in fact, you know, the, the one who controls all of this. And once we make, as humans, once we make that admission to God, we seem to think, and I think you would agree, that he's more inclined to step in and help us once we make that recognition and once we make that admission that Hashem, it's all up to you. Right. But I want to tell you something. It's, I, I want to tell you a, a, a chasm. This is based on the chasm so far. I would never say this on my own, but one of the most powerful uh, Tehillim that we say specifically in times of war and until today, the, the soldiers, the Israeli soldiers will say this when they go out to war. We say it all through the month of Elul and, and most of Tishrei. Um, Tehillim 27, Hashem Arivi Yishi. The Chassam Sofer explains the, the final sentence like this. Kave El Hashem, do you just hope to Hashem? Chazak strengthen yourself and work on yourself. Vikave El Hashem, and then trust to Hashem. Oh. Trust in Hashem. So the concept of Tehillim in one way, we're surrendering ourselves to God, but in another way, the Tehillim itself is, is almost like God empowering us to, to do what we need to do. Today in the Tehillim that we said, the Shir Shalyom, the song of the day, Thursday, 81, it, it's as if we're listening to God saying to us, Harchev picha 
Va'amalehu. He's saying to me, as I'm saying this, Hashem, it's as if I'm, I'm saying the words of God, open your mouth, and I'm going to fill it. God's saying, I want to give you so much, but you're not letting me, me give to you. You're not ready to receive. Or um, in that same verse, it's kapav midud ta'avarna, where, where it talks about uh, God took us out of slavery from Egypt. And then he says, take your hands and remove them from your pot. And the idea was when people were slaves, they were, especially in Egypt, they were holding pots on their shoulders and their hands were up in the air holding the pot on their, on their shoulders. And God says, I took you out of slavery. Put your hands down and move on and do what you have to do instead of staying in that mentality, that victim mentality, and remaining stagnant and waiting for me to save you more. Get moving. Open your mouth. I'm going to give you things. Put your hands down and move forward. Chazak libecha. Strengthen yourself and then... Work with me, Kaveh Hashem. It's a partnership, and that's really what the way King David lived his life. It was a partnership between him doing and him understanding that as much as he does, God is enabling him to to be successful. Excellent. But he has to do his part. Excellent. Living Tehillim is the book, chapters one through thirty of Tehillim. Finding yourself in the songs of Tehillim. Rifka Siegel is with us live via telephone. In a moment, I'm going to ask her how the first chapter of Tehillim became the first chapter. Of Tehillim. It's the first installment in the Living Tehillim series. Uh, the book is now out, courtesy of Mosaic Press. You can go to livingtehillim.com, livingtehillim.com for information. Also, Rivka Siegel is coming to the U.S. in mid-January on her speaking tour. If you're interested in bringing her to a city uh, or to a community near you, it's J, letter J, jliteracy12 at gmail.com, jliteracy12 at gmail.com. How did the, what's well known, of course, well, when, when you're the first words of Tehillim, you're going to be well known through the generations. How did the first chapter of Tehillim become the first chapter of Tehillim? Well, I can't tell you historically. I don't know the answer to that, but I can tell you it's, it's a, when you think about what Tehillim is, is about, it's about Psalms. When you think about praising God, call on a Neshamat Tehillim Ka, all of my soul should praise God. And if you look at the very, very first words of Tehillim, it's Ashrei Ha'ish. It's praising yourself, yeah. praising the person. When I say it, I'm praising myself, and when you say it, you're praising yourself. You're yeah. saying how praiseworthy you are, how fortunate you are, how much you can give to the world. And it seems like a funny way to begin the book, right. the safer, right. when it's all about praising God. And I think it's a very uh, simple lesson that Chazal are telling us when they put, our rabbis are telling us when they put this as the first, Verse, uh, the first psalm of Tehillim. And before we can begin to praise God, we have to feel praiseworthy ourselves. And we have to feel that we're worthy of praising God and that we're worthy of doing incredible things in this world and making a difference in this world. And if we can't feel good about ourselves, then we cannot begin to praise God. Or, or if we can say it differently, praising God begins with appreciating your value and how great you are and how much you can accomplish. And that's why the book of Tehillim, which is about praising God, begins with praising oneself, Ashrei Ha'ish. Excellent. Knowing how, um, knowing how complicated, how spiritual, how musical David HaMelech was, is, is it, um, is it um, a perfect fit that he is the person most associated with Tehillim? Well, he did write most of Tehillim. So that, in terms of that's why he's associated with it. And he did, uh, he, I, I, you know, the different discussions exactly that those Tehillim that were written by other people. 
Um, did David Hamelach have it? Did he put it together? Did he include it? Was it included later? But only but, someone uh, of his of his depth spiritually, uh, from what we know of him, could have could have done and and put together these types of poetic works, right? It's something that 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 fits his personality the way we the way we know him. Definitely. Yeah. And let me ask you this question: It's almost like when you look at the biography of David Hamelach of King David, it, it's it's tragic. It's right. from the, before he was born. Right. It was already it, it, he was already estranged, and his family was estranged. And, and and then you think like, what would have happened if King David would have been born, and his parents would have said, "You are the cutest, smartest, most musical child we've ever seen," and they would have given him the the top lessons in music and in art and in in Torah. And he wouldn't have been a shepherd. God forbid that would be for the lowly other. You know the servant. They would have put him on. Uh, you know, given and given him everything in a silver platter. And what if everything would have worked out? He would have had the perfect father-in-law and the perfect marriage and the perfect kingdom. We wouldn't have had to heal him. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's often like we look, but Sar Herchaftali, the pasuk says, you know, difficult situations and challenging situations can bring such opportunities for connection. So David HaMelech was put into so many challenging circumstances right. that every single one of us, we should never know ourselves from the circumstances that he had personally, but in some way maybe we have a, a, tiny, a tiny something compared to what David HaMelech had. And then when we can put ourselves in his story and see how he reacted and he grew from it. It's a tremendous inspiration for us. And, and David Amelach specifically, it, it makes so much sense that he was the one who wrote to Hillen because he was also given almost every challenge that, right. that someone has. David Amelach had it too. Only somebody with the type of adversity he had could possibly be the one to be associated with Hillen forever. <clears throat> that's, what I, that's the way I would put it, and that's an excellent point you're making. You know, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm just curious if any if, if this ever came across uh, your mind as you were putting this together. Uh, you know, you're, in this book, I mean, obviously you have tremendous familiarity with all of Tehillim, but in this book you're concentrating on the first 30 chapters of Tehillim um, in the first of the series. Do, do, do these chapters, do the early chapters of Tehillim have their own, I don't know, category, personality, uh, you know, these are, you know, like, like I'm, for instance, um, you know, when you get to the Shiramala section, I think there's a there, there's certain analyses you can give about what, you know, about a, a, a common thread of what those are about. When you get toward the end, the Hallel section, you know, I think that those are, you know, you, you could come up with a theme. The early part of the Book of Tehillim, does it have a certain personality, have a certain thread that you would say, you know, really applies strongly to the first part of the book? I don't think I can answer that question. I'm not sure. I, you know, I, there are different uh, discussions on the five books of the Tehillim is divided into five books right. and they compare the five books of Tehillim to the five books of the Torah and which is in true it's, it, that is five books corresponds to the five books of the Torah but um, I don't know and there are those who compare the first book to like Bereshit and the second book to Shemot and I, I'm not I can't I can't do that do you have a favorite I, do you have a favorite do you have a favorite chapter of the first 30 <laughs> I don't have a favorite chapter, but I do have every chapter. Is, when I work on it, it is my favorite chapter. <laughs> nice. So today I taught 92 Tzadi Bays for the fifth or sixth time that, you know, in terms of we've gone through this many times. And 
right today, if you ask me my favorite chapter, it's it's 92. <laughs> Next week, it's going to be 93. <laughs> um, so I can't tell you a favorite chapter, but I can tell you different psukim at different moments. It, it's such a gift to have the words of Tehillim in my, in my head because it comes out at the most incredible times I can connect to, to something. When I'm going through a situation, not only do I connect to David HaMelech, it, it helps me connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and the words of Tehillim. And I'll give you an example. Um, my son, our son, Yehuda, just was in my, was in, went into the army last week. Right. And when you go into the army, when you first are uh, brought into the, they, they, they take the boys into a bus and they drive the boys off to a base. But first there's this auditorium where all the parents come and they bring their sons and the sons go off. And in our case, because Yehuda is in a Haredi, is in a Haredi unit, there are also many married many married soldiers, so the wives are there, so the, you see like these proud fathers and women, the mothers with their tissues, and the wives with boxes of tissues, and I was watching the, as, so we were standing with Yehuda and talking, and then all of a sudden, they said, okay, now it's time for the, for the parents to leave, and the, the boys were filed through, and they went out to the back, so that you couldn't see them anymore, they were going into the bus, so at that point, I was just in my head was ki avi ve'ini azavuni. Here you are, with David Hashemori, Hashemori Yeshi, in this it, number 27, and yeah. the soldiers are going off to war, and Hashem is going to help them fight. And what does it mean, ki avi ve'ini azavuni? I always thought that's a situation where someone's an orphan, they don't have parents anymore, and David HaMelech, King David, was left by, you know, with his parents estranged, or not only that, his parents were killed at some point. And I was looking at that always as a, the parents died. And here it was, my son's going off to the army into a door where I could not go with him. And it was Kiavivi Imiazavuni, his mother, my mother and father have left me. I don't know if he was going through his mind that, but I was certainly <laughs> thinking that Kiavivi Imiazavuni. And now as Hashem, you have to take care of Yehuda. He's alone. It's just you and, you and God, Yehuda. And that's really, uh, that's when that pasuk hit me. But the more you understand Tehillim and the more you learn Tehillim, the right situation brings those right words that just come to you, and then all of a sudden it becomes your favorite pasuk wow. for the moment. Rifki, you don't, you don't even realize how meaningful that was. That's, just, that's simply remarkable. Thank you so much for that. Uh, the book is called Living Tehillim. Well, let's sell some books. Mora Dina on the app wants to know if it's available in stores because she wants it for Shabbos. Now, I know that people can go to the website at livingtehillim.com. Can they find it in stores in the New York, New Jersey area? It's in the stores in the New York, New Jersey area. Right. But thank God, Baruch Hashem, it is going very quickly. And uh, we're in the process of reprinting it. It just got to New York. Wow. The beginning of November, and already we have to reprint. So, Congra- congratulations. Go today, please, and I'd love to have your questions and comments and uh, and thoughts. Phenomenal. Go go get it now, everybody, because the the word reprint means that in fact it is very popular. Livingtohillam.com, livingtohillam.com, or your local bookstore. Remember that uh, Rifka Siegel is coming to the U.S. in January. If you want her to speak for your shul community, etc., email J Literacy. That's letter J J Literacy twelve at gmail.com, jliteracy12 at gmail.com. And this uh, commenter says that the Rifka Siegel is my former colleague from my days at the Hebrew Academy of Greater Washington. Now the Berman, uh, who's that? Now the Berman Hebrew Academy of Rockville. How do you like that? 
Wait, who is it? I think, I mean, I, I can only tell from the uh, screen name. I think it's Rabbi Jeff, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, okay. I believe that's who it is. So you, you're, getting a, you're getting a lot of reaction here, I must say. <laughs> Mazal Tov on the book. We're going to keep recommending it to everybody. And it's really a lot of very, I mean, uh, our family has enjoyed it. A lot of very inspiring uh, material in it. And we thank you for that. So Mazal Tov on the book. And congratulations. Thank you very much. Rifka Siegel. The book is called... Living to Hillam. Go to livingtohillam.com, livingtohillam.com. And as I said, uh, the email address, J, that's a letter J, jliteracy12 at gmail.com, jliteracy12 at gmail.com. She'll be here in the U.S., I assume starting in the East, uh, during the month of January 2020, so two months from now. And it's Rivka Siegel, R-I-V-K-A-S-E-G-A-L. And I'm proud to have her as a sister-in-law, and our family is proud to have her as a Wonderful, dear relative. Uh, it is a minute before 8 o'clock, and it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
אבל כשהוא זוכר שהוא יהודי, הוא מתמלא שמחה. ואגיד לכם, רבותיי, האמת, אני לא יודע מי יותר קדוש, מי יותר חמוד, אבל אני יודע דבר אחד, שכולם יהודים קדושים, ובכנו כולם, בשביל כולם ולמען כולם. ולמען אחי ורעי, למען אחי יש לי חלום, יש לי חלום, בטח אתם חווים אותו דבר. כולם מדברים על ירושלים השלמה, איפה שהם חושבים על הרחובות, על הבתים, זה גם כן דבר קדוש. אבל אני חולם על משהו יותר עמוק, יותר אמיתי, יותר קדוש. ובני ירושלים ירושלים עיר הקודש, ירושלים עיר הקודש, במהרה בימינו. ספר לכם מה שאני חולם בליל שבת קודש, ותעזרו לי. שלום, שלום. 
אני חולם על יום או הלילה שכל עם ישראל, כל עם ישראל, יעמדו לפני הכותל בירושלים, וכולם יתפללו רק על דבר אחד, רבותיי, כתוב ביד החזקה ממורנו הרמב״ם, וכך הוא אומר, אם מישהו שואל אותך, אתה מאמין בביאת המשיח, ואתה עונה כן, ולא כלום, ולא שום דבר, איך הוא יבוא? אני לא יודע. הרמב״ם אומר, האמין בביאת המשיח. העניין הוא שאני מאמין בעם ישראל שיש בכוחם להביא את המשיח אמונה בביאת המשיח היא אמונה בקדושת עם ישראל ובכן ישראל ישראל מתם
אנחנו בוטחים בו, והקדוש ברוך הוא בוטח בעם ישראל. ישראל, ישראל, J.M. and the A.M. from a uh, from a very well known at this point a YouTube video that's a a television appearance by Reb Shlomo Kalbach forty six years ago on Israeli television. That's where that's from. Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, it's cool to watch and a lot of great songs, a lot of wonderful material in it. J.M. and the A.M. on this the twenty fifth yard side of Reb Shlomo Kalbach, the sixteenth of Marcheshvan. A big thank you to everybody who. Um, has reacted with so much, uh, so many positive, so much positive feedback about our trip to Pittsburgh, and the show we did there uh, yesterday, one year later. Um. So a very big thank you to uh, everybody. Nice reaction to yesterday's show, that's for sure, and it's much appreciated. It's a Thursday here at JM in the AM. Don't forget our friends at Art School remind you that Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious is out. It's available, and it's 15% off and free shipping if you use the promo code RADIO. Use the promo code RADIO for 15% off and free shipping. Rav Chaim Kanievsky on Chumash Bracious. Also, keep in mind, you can uh, you can um, sponsor part or all of a JM in the AM broadcast Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Sponsor Paul or part or all of a JMNAM broadcast and really help us continue our incredible work here that goes on every single day, 24 hours a day. Yeah. And we appreciate it. Uh, you like shows like yesterday in Pittsburgh. You like this morning's Kalbach tribute. You'll enjoy tomorrow's Erev Shabbos show. Uh, you'll enjoy all our great programming today that's coming up. We have so much great programming coming up on Thursday in general and today specifically. Support us. Support us and keep us going. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. If you haven't had a chance to support our 2019 campaign, and especially you, please go to FJBUnity.org and support us as best as you can. Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM, as we continue on this 25th yard site. Of Rip Shlomo Kalbach. The whole world is waiting to sing their song of Shabbos. The whole wide world is waiting to sing their song of Shabbos. Yes, it's true. The whole
to do what we have to do listen to this one can't you hear the echo sing the song of Shabbos can't you hear the footsteps sing the song of Shabbos a great day is coming sing the song of Shabbos the great great Shabbos sing the song of Shabbos the whole world will be dancing Sing the song of Shabbos in Yerushalayim. Sing the song of Shabbos. So let's come back to Yerushalayim. Someone is crying, my Lord. 
Oh, 
J.M. in the A.M. Nobody's doing what we do. Simple as that. And I thank you, especially those who recognize that, that nobody is doing what we're doing. Uh, nowhere are you going to find a, uh, a radio show that's doing live from Pittsburgh one year later as the art site of the Kedoshim approaches this coming Shabbos. And the next day commemorating the art site of Rav Shlomo Kalbach with uh, three full hours of incredible music this morning. I hope you've been able to enjoy a lot of what we've done uh, during these three hours. And we have an absolute classic coming up next, one that I feel every year has to end this show. So 25 years later, Rav Shlomo Kalbach, uh, after that Friday morning on the 16th of Cheshvan that we announced his, uh, his passing. Never forget that on that Friday morning. Uh, 25 years later, here we are. Full day here at the Nahum Single Network. Uh, unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari's next spin class with Michael Fragan after that. Jew in the City Speaks. Allison has a project. Macomb representative the Hummer Schweitzer coming up. At 10.30, that's life with Miriam L. Wallach with Ina Coppell, owner of Woodmere Fitness Club, discussing the club's Women of Valor event. We'll do a live lunch between 11 and 1, and I hope you'll join us tonight. Don't forget the Arab Shabbos show. Parsha's Vayera brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem and hosted by Mark Zomik. And I got to thank Mark. He was, uh, while we were in Pittsburgh, he was producing the Omi show for this Friday at Kosher Fest. And from what I'm told, it is a spectacular show for tomorrow at 9 a.m. So a big, big thank you to Mark Zomik and to everybody out there. A big thank you to Simon Jacob and the Jewish Unity Initiative that uh, got us to Pittsburgh and allowed us to dedicate all the time necessary to do a three-hour uh, broadcast there yesterday from the JCC in Pittsburgh it was really an amazing experience. And I thank Simon Jacob and the Jewish unity initiative. If you want to support the great work we're doing, especially after another great week like this, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. You could sponsor part or all of a uh, JMN broadcast. Check out the sponsorship opportunities at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. The only way to end a Shlomo Kalbach yard site special. Here it is at JM in the AM. Please, God, give strength unto your people. You know, friends, sometimes we don't know where our strength is coming from anymore, anymore. Let me just tell you, maybe some of you know it. There's a Yiddalev came to the Holy Land, and he fought in 1948 and 56. And he had two sons, two holy, holy sons. 1967, one son left this world. Sanctify God's name, the name of the Holy Land. And now on Yom Kippur, second son joined his father Abraham in heaven. And I heard the story the person who has to tell the parents when God forbid the children die. He said they just didn't have the strength anymore. They're driving around the block five times and how can you tell them? But regardless, finally they made themselves strong. 
They walked up, and they told him, we're so sorry to tell you, your last son is also gone. You know what he did? Hashem God gave him so much strength from heaven. He took a little bit of wine and said, L'chaim, my holy son, L'chaim, I envy you, you gave your life for the holy land. He said, L'chaim, to his wife, L'chaim, L'chaim, you were privileged to have two holy sons who gave their life for the holy land. Hashem, Amazing. What a piece. What a piece, I'll tell you. What an incredible selection. Hashemo's uh, Shlomo Kalbach on this is 25th Yard Say Tomorrow we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. Don't forget, full programming. So much stuff coming up here at the Nachum Single Network all through Thursday. We highly recommend you keep it right here all day long. And don't forget tonight, Mark Zamek with the um, 
Arab Shabbos show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. That show will be repeat will be on at 7 p.m. Eastern time and it will be repeated at 3 a.m. Eastern time and I'm assuming 10:30 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow because Naomi has the Kosher Fresh show that we're going to be uh, airing at 9 a.m. So I'm assuming it'll be a 10:30 start for that uh, tomorrow morning. So make sure to be tuned in, catch that show whenever you can. It is always a good one. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Thursday here at JM in the AM. Charlie Harari's next is Unlocking Greatness. Full schedule, as we said. Don't forget you could um, you could sponsor part or all of a JM in the AM broadcast and really keep us going here. In our 2019 campaign, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and thank you very, very much. Remember, our friends at Artscroll have released Rav Chaim Kanievsky and Chumash Bracious. Use the promo code RADIO, get 15% off and free shipping in the U.S., 15% off and free shipping. Use the promo code RADIO at artscroll.com. Have a fabulous Thursday. Until tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.